and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to an episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and I am super excited to be coming to you today with another fresh new episode for your Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in here to the show, and like I always say, it means the world, really. It means a lot that you tune in and listen, and thank you for your support. It does not go unnoticed. So, I hope everyone is doing well. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Everyone is kind of just off to the races right now it's it's crazy seeing where everybody is right now a lot of you guys have already started doing snow which is super cool to see uh i am hoping to make some rounds this winter and get to some places and see some snow operations and document those so we'll see uh, if we can get anything rolling with that but be on the lookout for that down the road hopefully see we're gonna see if we can make something happen if you have a uh decent sized snow outfit you you get a good bit of snow some decent sized storms would love to uh, potentially come come see your operation and what you have there and kind of document it so reach out shoot me a, a text or a dm or an email or something and, and let me know if you have that uh potential to do that so i'm not gonna be able to make it like 10 15 trips but i would have to i would like to make three to five uh trips this winter so We'll see what happens, but uh, if you hear my voice, forgive me. Uh, sorry, it's a little raspy. It's just, I think I got a little tickle, a little bug going on. Jack's been sick the last couple of weeks, and you know, when you have kids, you just get what they get. It just it just comes with it, I guess, and that's something that I did not realize going into having a kid, but now being a parent, it's just like, well, whatever. We And Jack doesn't even go to daycare. That's the crazy thing. Uh, kids that go to daycare, I feel like, are always sick, and uh, that's just Jack is pretty, I mean, he he definitely goes around other kids and things, but it's family, friends, and, and around our parents and stuff. So it's wild when he gets sick and we're getting sick. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like going to a daycare each and every day where it's just a bunch of snotty-nosed kids running around all the time, passing toys and passing snot and everything else. So uh, forgive me for the, the raspy voice. And we're also on vacation, and so just kind of riding roller coasters and things, and it, you just... You scream, you yell, you have fun, you enjoy time with friends and family, and that's something we're going to talk about a little bit today is uh, getting into that and, and the importance of that, but then also how are you uh, how are you staying busy this time of year? Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty popular question, and you know, it, it feels like a question that is, it's, it's talked about a lot, and people ask it all the time, and it might sound monotonous to some of you that have listened, but here's the thing, there's a lot of guys out there who are in the first year, two, three and winter is still really, really tough for for them. And if that's you, it's not. This episode is not me singling you out. This episode is me trying to help you get through this through this slow season. Because the matter of the fact is, unless you live from Orlando, Florida, and down, you're probably not cutting grass in the winter time. Unless you're on the in California, out where uh, Mark McGuire and and all them are cutting all the time. I know that he cuts pretty much year-round. I think they switched to bi-weekly for a month or two in winter. But other than that, 
they're mowing. And so that's not the case, though. You chose to be a seasonal business owner, and you're going to have to figure out some ways to, to generate income. And then those are some challenges that we work through, we're working through, and we'll love to talk through some of that today. So I, I want to dive into that and see what we can uncover, what we can unpack for maybe some of you guys who are you are struggling with that. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are working a part-time job or you don't want to work a part-time job anymore to get by. And here's the thing. You have to do what you have to do to make ends meet, especially in the beginning. When you go into business, people don't tell you how hard it's going to be. You see the Instagram reels. You see this. You see, oh, uh, I don't want to clock into a nine-to-five every day. I want to have my time freedom. I want to do this. I want to do that. You hear people talking about the good. It's not often talked about how much work goes in. And I saw a, a meme or a reel or something the other day talking about how there's there's a, an entrepreneur and a entrepreneur now, and the entrepreneurs don't want to they don't want to put in the work. They just want to make money uh, fast without doing a lot of work. And I'm actually going to try to pull this up really quickly so I don't misquote. Two classes of entrepreneurs right now. There's the mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and the real entrepreneurs. And the yeah. entrepreneurs wake up every day asking themselves, "How can I work the least and make the most money?" They're not my people. My people are the ones that wake up every day and ask themselves, how can I create more value for my customer than anybody else in the world? If you think about any business, whatever you make, it's because you helped people achieve 10 times more value. That's literally how the economy works. If you can't show that whatever they're spending a dollar is gonna make their life better by $10, then you don't have a great business. I've been teaching my kid this since they were like three, four years old, and they understood this concept that we only get to keep what we give away. Meaning that if you want love, guess what you need to do? Give love. So that is credit to Dan Martell there. You've heard me talk about Dan and uh, the Buy Back Your Time book and that principle that that he walks through, and that's a really good book. I highly recommend you read it. If you don't, uh, one thing that you can do before we dive into this any deeper is if you have some off time in the winter, guys, read some books, listen to some audio books, fill your head with knowledge, because when you can do that, then it's going to set you up for success come springtime. But uh, talking about that fact right there it is there's a lot of things just from that one video we can we can unpack. You say there's guys who want to make a lot of money but not do a lot of work. Well, I think there's a lot of guys think I want to make passive income. I want to generate passive income. That's a good goal to follow. That's a good goal to chase. Like yeah, I obviously want to have passive income coming in where I'm not having to physically actually work to to gain that income. But what you don't realize is people that have gained the the passive income they've reached that level they have put in years and years of work to get to that to that level of having legitimate passive income coming in and that's the problem that i think we're seeing now with social media shoving this stuff down our throats of these reels and and people talking about business and entrepreneurship and start your own journey and this and that and the other like i'm all about that life i'm all about you chasing your dreams i'm all about you chasing your goals and setting high goals and achieving those and building your future and creating your family tree like that is me i preach that every single day on the show but what i want to also talk about and throw in there is the the stuff that comes with it it's not just do this do this do this and don't worry about any of the other side effects or anything that goes with it and so if you want to generate that passive income, then yes, but you have to put in literally years of work. I know I have friends, I know people who are, have sustained the life of having passive income. And the problem is people come into their lives now and they see how they live now, but they don't see the stuff they sacrificed, the time they stayed up late, their, the mornings they woke up early, the events they missed for their kids or their friends because they were hustling. They were grinding. They were putting in the work to grow their business and in turn 
gain passive income. And so that's the thing that I feel like we have to really get in our brains is you want to generate passive income. You want to build that, that company, that business, whatever it is for you. Yes, but you can't do it without expecting to put in the work. And so uh, don't get caught up in that. And and this winter, and wintertime is an easy time to do this. It's an easy trap to fall in of, uh, oh, we're slow. We don't have anything. Let's just sit back. Let's relax. Let's deplete all of our income from uh, what we've made, all of our profit from the from the year previous, and we'll survive winter and then hit it hard in the spring again. And I was on my call with Joey Coberly the other day talking about this, and we were like, I see so many guys reset every spring because they don't do anything in the winter. And it's like, guys, why why do you do it? Like, why do you want to rebuild a business every single year? Because you just throw your profit away in the winter. And again, I'm not going to be the one that tells you you have to scale or you need to stay small. You need to do what fits your lifestyle and fits your family. But what I do know is you need to have a legitimate plan in place that if you if you are not going to do anything in the winter, you need to generate so much revenue in the summer that you're you're money you're spending in the winter is is surplus. It's not survival money. It's not money that is literally just like keeping your bank account in the positive. Because when you do that, that sets up just a bad trend. Like you're never going to get out of the rat race. Every spring you're going to have to start marketing. You're going to figure out how do I get new customers and how do I sell jobs and and can we get in the positive again? You're going to have March, April, May are going to be terrible uh, cash flow and it's going to be terrible P&Ls because you're going to have so many spring cost of goods and material and things like that just to complete the job. You're going to have high labor costs getting spring rush knocked out, but you're not going to get your payments until the end of March, the end of April, the, uh, the end of May, sometimes net 30, next 60 if you're doing commercial. So you're spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousands on material for these jobs, but you're not seeing that return until 30, 60 days later. And you're going to put yourself in a cash bind because what did you do? You spent all your profit over the winter and you didn't do anything to generate new income. And so we talk about how can we generate income? How can we sustain a lifestyle in the winter that, yeah, you maybe you go a little slower, but you still have income coming in. And so Christmas lights is a huge thing. We didn't do very many dedicated Christmas light shows this year. Uh, I I'm, I want to hit some a little harder next year earlier on to get some of you guys on board early. I had a lot of people reach out about Christmas lights this year and just say, how do you do it? How do we get into it? What is the what is the go-to? How do we start? This is something that I want to offer next year. That's awesome to see. Um, one thing you need to realize with that is like it doesn't come without risk. There's a lot of risk to you being up on the roof and a lot of liability. And so you need to know that going in that it's either going to be you on the roof and your life on, on the line or you're just going to be your crew on the line and you're going to have a lot of liability over you. So you need to make sure you have the, the proper insurances in place, whether you do it or your crews do it, but especially if your crews do it because if one of them goes down, falls off, slips, then you could be in, in some serious trouble. So weigh your options with that. Make sure that it's, it is a journey you want to go down. But if you can do it and do it right, there is a lot of money to be made in it. I am no Christmas light expert by any means. I am uh, got security going up on me here. I'm out here on the porch, and I'm just like security was flying down the road. Um, I think we're gonna be okay. I'm no Christmas light expert. I'm three years into this thing, but what I have figured out is there are some some little systems and processes to put in place early in your company, and it, it comes down to like building lights beforehand but but I'm not going to I'm not going to dive into the whole 
Christmas light spill because that's something that we want to go in depth further probably next year before we start doing installs. I just want to talk about actually making money with with Christmas lights and you can do it because there's a market that is untapped for a lot of people. The reality is Christmas lights is a it is an uh what is the word? Expit not I, why do I do this? I get on the show. If I was in my everyday talk, I could do it, and I just get on here and rec- press record. And I can't think of the words. Uh, it's disposable income. Christmas lights is your target market is people with disposable income, and that was part of our issue this year. Was we had a we generated a ton of leads. We did a a ton of uh, just quotes and estimates and things, but we weren't in the total total disposable income section that we should have been in in our area and. Also, you have to remember what comes with that is when you get to that true disposable income, you get into estate houses. Estate homes get very large, high peaks, a lot of steep roofs. So you got to keep that stuff in mind. You got to figure out a good target market for you. But the reality is that Christmas Night is a newer thing. Like, have there been installers for the last 20 years that have been doing it? Absolutely. There's people all the way back into the 90s that have done it. But it is a newer concept. Even if it's 20 years, that's still a newer concept. Uh, It's been around for a small percentage of what most people on earth right now have lived. And so you got to realize that a lot of these newer dual income families that are 25, 30, 35, and they have kids and they're playing sports and they, their kids want to see the house lit up. Like this is something that is new to them because when they were, when they were kids 20 years ago, then that's when this service was really starting. So now they're growing up and now they're the ones paying for it. And so you have a market that is probably, it is possibly untouched in your area. When we started offering Christmas lights three years ago, there was me and one other dude doing it in our city. Now there was at least eight to ten legitimate installers that were in doing it within a local ten to fifteen mile radius of us. We were on. I saw like we all know who each other are. We're on our Facebook groups. We all get tagged in the same posts. We all send out same estimates against each other. And so you got to realize that like you can get in on this if you do it early. So that's why I want to say like Christmas lights is a is a market that you need to hit hard. You need to you need to do that because you can sock away a lot of cash going into winter um, that will keep your guys busy all the way up literally to like the two weeks before Christmas. There's people that are still calling about getting lights done. Now it dropped off significantly after the last week after Thanksgiving this year. Um, it dropped off like our phones just like died. But we still had a few stragglers come in. But the more you do it, the more you get known for it. And so those people start to call you the later, the the more it goes on, the later it gets into the year. I think we did someone like the 15th last year. So the opportunity is there. Are you just going to be there to take it? And so you have to make yourself available to those opportunities, though. If you're not networking, if you're not going to, to local meetings in your city, well, you know, we talk about this all the time. If you're not putting yourself in these situations to learn and grow and, and people to learn your name, then... How are they going to know to call you? And so um, going into winter, you want to also be making a lot of connections and make a lot of relationships. It's a great time to, to um, build network because when you, you've heard it all said, your network is your net worth. And so when you get around people who are trying to grow their lives and their businesses, then in turn, you're going to grow yours. Get in networking groups. I'm in two networking groups in our local city. Um, they have they have paid off m- well more than what I've ever paid close to paid in dues. If even if it's not for work that you generate, it's for the relationships that you build and the network that you build by knowing those people. 
because what happens is like one of your customers needs something and they post about it or they or they text you for some reason and say, hey, do you know someone that does this? Then you can give them a good answer because you know a referral in your group. That just makes them like you that much more because they know that they can like trust you to get a good referral out of them and they know you know people. So that makes you more valuable to them. In that reel, what did Dan talk about? You have to add the most value to your customer. So you have to figure out how can I make their uh, my service to them better year round. And so if you're wanting to do, uh, if you're building a lawn care company, then how can I keep a face, feet on their property, face to face throughout the winter time, them remembering us and knowing who we are, not forgetting about us? How can I do that? Okay, so if you're doing leaf cleanups all the way until the end of October, well, then end of October ends, well, then you offer a pre-Thanksgiving cleanup. Like, that's a no-brainer. And then you get through Thanksgiving and you say, hey, um, I see that we need to get some pine straw down. We need to get some mulch in the beds. The leaves are mostly mostly down by now. So let's go ahead and do that. And for us, we try to – a lot of people want their mulch and pine straw done before Thanksgiving, but I always try to push that off because – um, all of our, we probably still got 25 to 30% of our leaves still on the tree. And I'm like, let's just wait, wait like three more weeks, please. Until these leaves come down, because once the leaves come down, then your pine straw and your mulch are going to stay clean all winter long, give you good, fresh going into spring. And so you can just come back, throw a top layer on in the spring and you're, you're good to go. You don't have to redo everything. So you can push some of these mulch installs. You can pull them forward, put the pine straw out. And then if you want to go back in the spring and add a top layer, then go add a top layer. Put it a little thinner in the in December. And then go add a fresh inch to two inches in the spring, and you should be good to go. And it'll make your life easier. You can knock out mulch installs faster that way. So, um, But if we do that, then that gets us out there mid-December. You get a pre-Christmas cleanup as well. So you know you got family coming over. you got people in the yard. You're putting kids' toys together in the neighborhood but building trampolines, they don't want to be stepping over leaves and mulching leaves and, and walking all over dead grass that, that grew a little bit and it's not freshly cut. And they don't they don't want that to be in their pictures on their background when they have the bow on the car for their 16th uh, birthday that they get on – I mean, they're for their six, when they turn 16, they get a car on Christmas. Like, that's not what they want. And so you need to add – but you they don't – they're not thinking about that. I promise you guys, they're not thinking about the dead grass in their car or the, the grass that is not um, – kept up the yard's not kept up it doesn't look fresh they're not thinking about that in the background of their pictures but what happens is when you bring that to their forefront of their mind and you stay relevant then they say yeah like yeah you're actually right like those bushes look pretty bad let's let's get those trimmed and so you can say hey let me trim the bushes in december or hey let me get that pre-christmas cleanup we'll come back after the new year we will get all the trimming done put another fresh cut on there and then shoot man come february if you're in the south you're getting, you're starting to scalp at the end of February and, and scalp your Bermuda. We're going full force mowing March first. Like that is the thing. You don't have to do this for five months out of the year. Now, some of you guys up north who deal with snow, you do have a little longer winters, but you're dealing with snow. You have the opportunity to plow snow. You have the opportunity to salt. So you have to just be relevant to your customer and and whatever that is. If it's not lawn care, then you can say, hey. We will pressure wash. You can pressure wash in the winter. And, and whatever it may be, you can treat, you can clean trash cans, okay? That was part of our thought process in starting the, the can cleaning company is, hey, this is going to give our guys something to do in the winter. We can move them over into that business and pay them out of that business and work in that business to keep them busy. And so those are all things you have to think about. And like I said, 
it, 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 there's, it comes down to how much value can I add to my customer. When my customer feels valued by me and my company, that is how you keep lifetime customers on board and lifetime fans and uh, lifetime reviewers of your product or your service. Okay, you look at you look at people who use Amazon. Like, what do they do? the The value they bring to their customers is so good. The service is so good. The product is so good. People review them. They say Amazon is a great service. And they will be lifelong customers because because Amazon is going to keep adding value to them. And that's something that I don't think lawn care companies think about a lot. They think about how can we just cut the grass and get on to the next one. Myself included have gone through this. 2023, I mean 2024 is going to be a, a, a lot different year for us. It's going to be one that we try to change things up. We try to move forward in areas of uh, improvement as far as adding value to the customer staying in touch with customers more, to adding better training processes to the company, hiring better people. Like, I have big goals for 24 for our business, and adding value is one. And so, hey, I'm working through this. If you have any ideas or tips on what you do and how you add value to your customer, guys, let me know. I would love to know because I want to, I want to dive deeper into this topic because I just don't believe that it's, it's talked about enough. I don't believe enough guys focus on it. When you can... And here's the thing that, like, hearts, we'll talk about design and install companies. The reason that they can land these jobs and stay in business and, and, and uh, turn tons of revenue with small crews is because the value add that they bring to a customer. They go to a potential customer and they say, yeah, we're going to do your tear out. We're going to put in all of your irrigation. We're going to put in your pool. We're going to put in the patio to go around the pool. We're going to put in the landscape. We're going to finish with the mulch. And, hey, we're going to throw some lighting on top of that as well. All We're going to do all of it. That is a tremendous value to that customer. Just, just the fact that they don't have to deal with a ton of other people. And so, like, property management companies, you look at commercial complexes. Commercial complexes usually generate... Uh, um, contract out to property management companies. Well, why do they stay with the same property management companies year over year over year? Because of the value that management company brings to the table. Because they say, hey, you're going to pay us this fee. We're going to do everything for the property for you. Any service, anything that breaks, we're going to get it handled. And you know what the property owner says? Sweet. You take that percentage. You take care of it. I'll stick with you for the long run as long as you take care of me. And so, you're, are you going to have your bad apples in business? You're going to have your bad customers who don't stick with you. They, they turn their bag on you and, and they just let you down. Absolutely. Is that the majority of the, of the time? Does that happen? No way. It does not. Absolutely does not happen. And so, how do you add value to your customer this winter? That's what I want you to think about because we're heading into it. And I know we're kind of like, Man, we're slow. Like, but I know some of you guys are still doing leaf cleanups. I see you on Instagram. I see you getting the first one or two um, salt runs and and plows going. So we're still in the beginning. We still have time to you still have time to make a change in your company and add more revenue and and just build pad that bank account, guys. And so if you ask yourself, how do I keep my guys busy? What do we do? How do I not let my guys off? Okay, find tasks that they. How can they add value to your company? How can they add value to you to to deserve making money? Like the same way that we have to add value to our customers to get paid, your guys have to add value to your company. And so when guys are asking you, well, why are we getting our hours cut? 
then you can ask them what value are you bringing to the company in this time of the year. Do you want to keep the cash flowing this winter? Head over to LauntrepreneurAcademy.com and check out all of Brian Fullerton's new courses and powerful resources to get you cashing in on that white gold through plowing snow. The Snow Plowing Training Course is easy to understand and you'll learn what it takes to do the job effectively and how to bid, price, and estimate snow plowing for both residential and commercial properties. LauntrepreneurAcademy.com has three new resources to take the hassle and guesswork out of securing your snow removal jobs, plus there's eye-catching marketing materials that can help you secure new clients quickly. Ready to crush the snow game this year? Visit LauntrepreneurAcademy.com or use the link in the podcast description. And if they say, well, you don't have jobs for me, okay, well, then there's two responses. One, yeah, you're right. We need to go get sell some jobs. So that's on you as the owner or the salesperson, whoever you, whatever role you play. You probably play all of it. We need to go sell more jobs to keep them busy. But at the same time, you can say, okay, we will sell more jobs for you. We're not going to sell 40 hours worth of work in the winter. It's just not going to happen. We're going to sell 25 or 27 or 28, maybe 30. What are you gonna? What value you're gonna add to me the other ten hours to our company? Not value add to me. It's what value you're gonna add to yourselves. What I, what value you gonna add to the company that you're a part of? So when spring comes around, we're firing on all cylinders. How are you gonna organize the shop? How are you gonna do maintenance on on trucks and, and equipment? And that's what you have to you have to approach it. I think, and that's the way that I'm gonna approach a lot of things moving forward. Is like, guys, it's not for me to tell you. It's for me to put a guideline in place and a plan to follow so it's laid out on what our objectives are, make sure our communication is clear. But then it's, hey, guys, you add value to our company, you get you get compensated in return. You get taken care of in return. And Sam uh, Sam Rankin with Edge Outdoors doing a podcast with Weston Zimmerman from Synced Up that I was listening to. And he was saying, hey, our guys don't get raises just because they've been here for 10 years. They get raises when they add value to the company, when they grow, when they produce more revenue. And so that's what you have to think about. And maybe it's not even a revenue-producing activity, but if they can handle things on the back end, uh, maybe in the shop or in the office or, or whatever, getting a, getting a route ready to go for the day, when they can start bringing on those tasks and handling those, that's when they add value, that's when they make more money, and in turn, you make more money. So it's all about adding value this winter. You need to add new services if you have nothing else going on, and you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs, look for new areas to add service. We ran through a, a, a few of them. There's a million more. There's window cleaning. There's pressure washing. There's bin cleaning. There's um, uh, what? God, there's, there's everything, guys. There's mobile detailing, all right? I know a guy who wants to start a longer company. He's not quite there yet. He started a detail company, and he's now he's doing mobile detailing to save up money and start his lawn care company. Like, that's amazing. There's ways to do it, but it's going to take hustle. It's going to take heart. It's going to take a lot of hard work, and that's what I've, I, I'm scared. A lot of guys don't realize that. They're in year one and two right now, and you're like, man, this is hard. I don't know if I can do this. Winter is tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not easy. You're called to a higher standard. When you get to be the entrepreneur and the business owner and the leader in your family and the leader in your friend group and your peer group and your life circles, you're called to a higher standard. End of story. And until you can figure that out and take it and excel with it, you're going to be stuck in the same place. And that's what I want to get through your head. Like, it's not, it's not easy. It's never easy. It takes hard decisions. 
There's a lot of things that I miss out on. There's a lot of time that I spend working that I don't want to spend working. But what are we doing? We're building something a lot bigger than the hour that it takes me to, to work tonight. The, the 30 minutes it takes me to record this podcast. We're building a community bigger than that. Because we're giving. We are giving and we're trying to add value to you. Because I'm, I'm trying to practice what I'm preaching. The more value I add to you guys, what do we get? The more we get in return. And that's there's no like ill will. There's no secret like philosophy or some weird thing that we're trying to do with that. I'm not trying to be twisted or, or shady. Guys, it's part of life. The more you give, the more you get. And so when you give with a servant's heart and with good morals and you don't like you're not trying to screw somebody, you're gonna receive more in return to just the way that it is. We've given a lot to this show. We've put a lot of time in it over the year the last two years. And you know what we've received? We've received tons of messages, tons of DMs, tons of thank yous, tons of hey, I took my business full time and we've grown it. Like, that's what it's about for us. When I say I get more in return, I get more value in return, that's what I mean. And so we give to receive. All right? And so you need to give to your customers. You add value. And in turn, you receive more business from them going forward. Because we talk about it all the time. We run like we run our businesses to be profitable. And... We've had a uh, we did a super in depth podcast with Brian Fullerton two months ago probably. Are you holding on to your profit? I think it was the title of it or something along those lines. Too many guys are running companies, going into the winter and having zero profit to show for it at the end of the year. Zero, not even like six seven percent. Zero. We're in the negative. We're in the red. And I'm just like, why? Like. Why are we doing it? It's, we work too hard. We step too late. Why? So think about that. When you move forward, when you're staying up late, make sure you don't just work hard. Make sure you put processes in place and systems in place. And I know you're probably tired of hearing me say that, but like, it doesn't have to be complicated. We've I've tried to simplify that down as to what you can do to start a system and a process. I hope you can take some of that and implement it moving forward because – I know that in our business, when we do it, we are much more effective that way. We're not perfect at it by any means. But when we do take certain things and and small areas and and change them and implement them, we see huge results from it. So I hope you can do that. I don't want to see him preach much longer with my raspy voice. That's just kind of what I'm thinking about tonight. I'm like, hey, we're in the middle of trying to generate revenue for our company. I know everyone else out there is, so let's talk about it. And and I hope it's relevant for you guys. I hope that you're listening. Share the show with some guys, with some friends, everybody. Like there, a lot of you guys are going to be plowing. You're going to be in the truck for hours. You're going to need things to listen to. You don't want to listen to raunchy music. Share the show. Um, that means the world to us. Like even more than a rating interview. If I'm being totally honest, share the show with people. Let's grow the community. Literally one relationship at a time. And when you add value to them, you're going to get value in return. Remember, we talked about that for like the last 30 minutes. Okay. That's all we're trying to do here. And so I would love for you to just press the share button, put it on your story, put it, share it in your your local network of people around you. If you have some 
um, local networking groups. Let's get some people in here that just that aren't just green industry business owners. We've got a really fun interview coming up in the next week or two, probably. It's going to be with a high uh, high value real estate person that closes very very large deals. I can't wait to dive into this interview. It's going to be pretty fun. Um, and I want people that aren't that are just like trying to change our lives, trying to build this entrepreneurial journey. So you don't just have to cut grass for a living. Uh, I want us to build a community here that we can all come to and learn from. So uh, yeah, it means the world. It really does mean the world that you listen and share the show, guys. It uh, I, I ask for nothing else other than that, other than that. And so thank you for your support. It, it means a ton to us. We are having fun down here in Orlando. I hope a lot of you guys are getting to take some time. We want to take vacations in the winter. I know, guys, you work too hard. Like, you work too hard in the summer. You don't get to take a lot of vacation time. Take the vacation time in the winter if you want to. Just make sure that you're doing something to generate revenue to offset that and to keep you in the positive moving forward and you're not having to reset yourself in the spring every single spring. So can't wait to see what we come uh, have coming down the pipe for the rest of the winter time. A lot of fun shows coming out. We have a couple more trips planned that we're going to get some really good content out of. So stay tuned for all of that means the world. We're not gone. We're not dark. We're not dead. I haven't been posting a lot on Instagram lately. Just trying to uh, enjoy the time with the family here. But we'll be back at it. We'll be back in town on next week talking about probably just out in the field storing and things, doing some cleanups and some small landscapes. So I appreciate you all tuning in. Forgive me for the raspy voice. If it brought you some value, share the show. Leave us your interview because you know we're just trying to grow the community. One relationship at a time. So without any further ado, guys, let's wrap this episode up. And we look forward to catching everybody here on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.